0: On 560-WQAM. It's Friday, you bastard. QAM is not
1: a happy place. Uh, no! It's a
2: goddamn crappy place. Yes. Where everybody hates the sight of your face. WQAM is not a happy place. No. It's a stinking big disgrace. QAM is not a happy place. Jock worshippers who love OJ. Backstaffing reprobates. Uh-huh. The equipment always breaks. It's a hot and swarmy place. QAM is not a happy place. A real
3: depressing place. QAM is not a happy place. <laughs> That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. Yeah, what the hell do you know anyway, huh, Mr. Big Shot? 901 at 560. We'll get to him in a minute. Old Mike Disney, old Diz, and by the way, Petey Lenny, don't come running in there ever again and tell us uh, to call Mike Disney and put him on the air, you idiot, you scumbag, you simpleton, you God. So I'm back, but, uh, you know, can you hear it? How does it it sound?
4: It It sounds great. It sounds fun. It
3: does. Actually, this is quicker than usual for me, but this was definitely an airplane-induced. You know, you sit on an airplane in an enclosed space, especially on a trip for like a long time, for like seven, eight hours, going across the pond. And they keep recirculating that crappy air. And every time somebody coughs or farts or does anything in there, like uh, you're breathing all of that in. Right. And I can't tell you the number of times I've come back from plane trips. And then then you start thinking, well, it was the allergies in Toronto. It was the allergies in Miami. It's got nothing to do with allergies to that. It's got to do with allergies to the crap that you're breathing in on those goddamn airplanes. Which, uh, you know, I mean, everybody likes a little head, but nobody likes a little head cold. And this was not a big one. And the cold either. It was, you know, on a scale of seven, I give it about a three and a half. But I'm going to play a lot of stuff today. Make no mistake about that. And thank God we don't have a day. <laughs> a day. Careful. I still can't get over what I heard Mo say there. A day of fill-ins today. <laughs> oh boy. He really has a sense of humor, doesn't he? And I know my <laughs> <a> fill-in
4: too.
3: <laughs> oh, I enjoy coughing when I got like all that phlegm in my throat. <laughs> It's great. It's a good feeling. 725 votes on George's marginal poll yesterday. That's not too bad. That's a pretty good total. I'll take it. Especially for this poll. Fan- and, of course, George left out a word. See, the poll would have been much more significant and maybe would have had like 10 or 20 more votes. The poll should have said fantasizing about sex with identical twins is, and then with the choices. Well, I knew what I meant. Well, you knew what you meant, but the audience aren't a bunch of uh, psychics out there. They're not a bunch of Miss Cleos, although probably uh, more legitimate, certainly than Jonathan Edward fantasizing about sex with twins, which George meant identical twins, because twins could be like one boy and one girl, for example. Once you mentioned it, yeah. You're right. And I don't think either one of us wants to have sex with the twins, one boy and one girl. No, thank you. Although, depending on what they look like, you can always shove the one you don't want, like off to the side of the bed, or maybe right over on the floor. Anyway, great, everyone has that fantasy. That's what I voted, 64.1%, 465. And, no, I did not hear any of George's show yesterday, but I did check out the poll. Because I figured, well, at least it'll be something for my mother to talk about again. He's talking about sex again. That's all he talks about. Yeah. As a matter of and fact, you we were listening, talking mom. about sex with mom. Yeah. And that's a good poll. How about sex with mom? That'd be a good poll to take someday. Next time George does the show. Uh, it's okay. Now, see, I don't understand. Fantasizing about sex with twins is okay if you're into that sort of thing. 209, 28.8%. A perverted, disgusting, immoral thing. 51 people, 7% said that. Just just to be negative, just to be hostile. I mean, what's wrong with fantasizing about anything? When well, you come right down to it, nobody Nothing. ever went to jail for fantasizing unless we have the thought police, and John Ascroft would like to have those. Maybe we'll have them someday. By the way, the Justice Department's investigating the FBI, right on the heels of the FBI getting all those new powers, and El Presidente saying the FBI are the ones who screwed up as if we didn't know that. But somebody's got to, not that we're pointing the finger of blame, you understand, <laughs> but somebody's got to take the rap, and them deservedly so. So that's the result of George's pull from yesterday. Not all that thrilling. I mean, it was okay, like I said. It was pretty good, George. Thanks. Thank God we don't have a bunch of fill-ins today. That's
4: my opinion. I'm Mike
3: Disney. Yeah, we'll get to you, okay, Mr. Hotshot? Go puke in a wastebasket again. Get out of my face. I still, to this day, I can't get over the fact that you allowed Petey Lenny to suck you in. Comes in there breathlessly, gets George to call. What do you do, just give you a number?
4: I said that, uh, that Mike was trying desperately to get through, and I thought that maybe there was something, some bombshell or something.
3: <coughs> well, you know, we have this lawsuit ongoing, another one of our stupid, uh, beastly broadcasting uh, lawsuits, because Greg's got thin skin, and every time somebody does something that pisses him off or takes away some of our listeners, or even the threat of taking away our listeners, right away it's lawsuit time. Like the thing with the fan. Is the fan still on the air? No. Anybody here the fan these days in English? Huh? No. I didn't think so. I'm surprised he hasn't sued INZ yet. They oughta and I, I that's another thing I can't get over. Maybe that's why I got this mung in my throat. Although the good news is it's gone from dark green to like kind of a what, what do you call like green and yellow? What would you call that? Green and yellow. Oh. Like like lime. No, lime not lime. lime. It's gone to that greenish yellowish, a much lighter shade, which is always a good sign, a lighter shade of pale. A Short cruise. And by the way, Ma, I didn't say anything about puking on the ear. This this woman, man, no matter what I say on the ear. She takes it and manipulates it and talks to other people, which always gets back to me. Oh, he was so sick, he was puking. He's always running around all over the world. Oh, go get the enema bag out, honey, and get out of my face. Here's our poll for today, and this one, it seems to me, has got uh, many possibilities. Which great-looking celebrity has, or in parentheses, had, because some of them might not be uh, famous anymore and some might be dead, like one on my list, which great-looking celebrity has or had the least talent? That's good. Here's my, sh- here's my list so far. Brad Pitt, and I don't care what anybody says, he's got to be one of the worst actors of modern time. He is, think of all the stiff movies he's been in. Think of that, what's in the box? I mean, he's just well, he's awful. Fault.
4: That was a horrible
3: performance. No, he's, he's bad. I like him. Marilyn Monroe. Now, during her time, people said that Marilyn Monroe was a great actress, but I don't know. Who said that? Rob- Robert Wagner, she was touted as being a great actress, even though she had the same kind of uh, verbiage, that same kind of verbal approach to her delivery as Jackie
4: Onassis.
3: (laughs) You like that, you know. Although I'm sure she wasn't as much of a slut and a whore as Jackie Onassis. Anyway, Marilyn Monroe, Robert Wagner, who looked really, really good, but boy, he couldn't act his way out of a paper sack. If you ever saw it, uh, what is it called? It Takes a Thief or To Catch a Thief? To Catch a Thief. Oh, no, It Takes a Thief. Sorry. He can't act. Tab Hunter. Also looked very good, wooden. I mean, as wooden as a, a cigar store Indian, Ron Diaz. Fabian. Do you remember Fabian? I remember the name. I Turn me loose. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Although mm. I don't think she's great looking, but she allegedly is great looking. That's because she's got a big ass, okay? So we'll put her on there. Britney Spears. I mean, that goes without question. Oh, man. And, and the bad news is George still doesn't have the uh, National Enquirer for this week. You know, you people in South Florida, I feel so bad for you. With all of our contacts, with all of our connections with the magazines, with um, the, uh, but uh probably they took the Arab guy off to a camp somewhere, uh, Captain, Captain Singh. Singh, but the other guy that was bringing all the Pills. magazines, and you still can't get the goddamn right inquirer from this week. No. The one that's got the Columbine shooting grotesque pictures on the front cover and then inside a picture of Britney that would make any even homosexual man, much less heterosexual, just salivate and foam at the mouth and start licking the paper. But at any rate, I got it and you don't. Britney Spears, Raquel Welch, who looked great, but boy, she was in some really awful movies. What was that movie she was in? It like uh, Kind of like a sci-fi movie? Not Barbarella. That was Jane Fonda, but some something like that. The Caveman movie? I don't know. One million Frankie years Avalon. PC? Frankie Avalon. Some of these are dated, but that's because I'm old. So maybe some other people come up with some newer ones for the list. You didn't Which, like great Frankie looking... Avalon? You don't even know who that is. Frankie Avalon? Yeah. Don't you remember that hit song, Penis? Oh, penis. Yeah. Don't you remember that? Uh, of course. Which great-looking celebrity has or had the least talent? Brad Pitt, Marilyn Monroe, Robert Wagner, Tab Hunter, Fabian, Jennifer Lopez, Britney Spears, Raquel Welch, or Frankie Avalon? And I said celebrity because it could be like a movie star or like a TV person or a uh, make-believe singer like Britney. I got one. Somebody that. like that. How about James Dean?
1: Uh,
3: yeah, he was considered great-looking. Okay. that's He was highly overrated. Mm-hmm. Made all the three movies in his life, and uh, now he's a legend after his own time. Never took a bath. And he used to have uh, his boyfriends put out their cigarettes on his uh, skin, you know, like on his arm and on his chest. Oh, one of those. One of those S&M guys. Here's the uh, story of the day. And I'm going to play a lot of stuff today because I don't want to waste my voice because I don't have much left of it. But I'll do the best I can. Sure, better than a lot of fill-ins, that's what I'm hearing. That's my yeah. opinion.
4: I'm Mike Disney. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> He is a panic. Do you think we're now starting to understand him a little bit? Of course, he hates you like poison, so I don't think you and he will ever be on the same wavelength. You and What I ever do to him? What? You said that he was wearing those awful plaid pants and that he had a black uh, hairpiece that kept falling off his head. And he believed that you actually said those things. That's the thing. That, it breaks my heart, Mo, that you believe that George said that. I thought you were talking about Mike Disney. It was Mike Disney that said that. That's right. <laughs> Here's the story of the day. And you know something? We're not back on the same wavelength again like we were that one day. No, there's a little bit of a delay. Yeah, this is about like a half a beat-off. And, uh, you know, speaking of beat-off, we'll get to that Skakel story in a minute. Stripper mom poses for Playboy website. Story of the day, hands down. A California woman who quit a stripping job so her five-year-old daughter could return to her Christian school has now posed nude for Playboy's website, although this disappointed church official said the child would not be expelled this time. Remember that story a few weeks ago? Of course. Well, and if you go to the website, CNN.com, you'll see her picture, and believe me, you'll be anxious to go out and pick up the new Playboy right after you pick up the new uh, National Enquirer. Christina Silva's 24, drew international headlines when her daughter was expelled from kindergarten two weeks ago at Capital Christian School in Sacramento on grounds her mother's job as a nude dancer violated the church's Christian philosophy agreement. Now, how come you put that call on hold? Is there any special reason for that? No. Like oh, just... You're assuming that I might take it? Come <laughs> on line. One line. Oh, it's on 5. Hello? No, there's nobody on there anyway. Uh, Silvas, a single mother who said she needed the, the job to pay a monthly $400 tuition, initially refused to quit the strip club, but relented so her daughter could finish the year at the school some 90 miles from San Francisco. Since then, Silvas, who's now working at a local radio station, has received numerous job offers, including one from Playboy, which this week published a photo spread. She was spreading it. Silvas said she flew to Chicago last week to post for the photos for an undisclosed sum. Before all of this happened, I was extremely interested in posing, Silva said in an interview posted on the Playboy website. I have the utmost respect for the entire company, and I believe posing for Playboy is the American dream for a woman. <laughs> but officials at the church, part of the 4,000-member Capitol Christian Center, and one of the largest assemblies of God churches in the country, saw things a bit differently. Pastor Rick Cole told the San Francisco Chronicle on Thursday... That he was disappointed, so this again violated an agreement she had signed, but her said her daughter would be allowed to finish school. This is a big disappointment and a big setback from the path we appeared to be on. Cole told the newspaper's afternoon edition, she knows full well what she's doing and understands it's contrary to what we had agreed to. And he wants to know when he's getting his pictures. 12 minutes after 9 at 560 QAM. Let's just set the record straight on mattress delivery policies. Only Dollar Mattress 1-800-MATTRESS delivers on the day and time you want, within any two-hour window from 8 o'clock in the morning until 10 p.m., as soon as two hours from when you make the call. Let me say it again just so you get this straight in your mind. Only dial mattress. 1-800-MATTRESS delivers on the day and time you want from 8 in the morning until 10 at night, as soon as 2 hours after you make your call, every day, 7 days a week, even Saturday and Sunday, day and evening, and uh, so in other words, to make a long story short, whenever it really is convenient for you. The next best service available only delivers Tuesday through Saturday in a 4-hour window, and they choose the window and don't even tell you which 4 hours until they call you the night before. Stinking service, right? If you want great service, great selection, and prices unbeatable, do what I always do when I need a brand new na- uh, name brand mattress. Call our friends at Dial a Mattress anytime you're in the mood, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Choose the Sealy, Certus, Simmons, or King Coil that you really want at a great low price, and then choose when you want them knocking on your door and stuffing it in there for you on the mattress too. Call Dial a Mattress today, toll free, 1-800-Mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or ch- in Fort
4: Lauderdale. No portion of this program may be reproduced without the express no. written permission of WQAM, BZ Broadcast Group, Incorporated.
3: Neil God. Okay, so I panicked. I heard that rejoin, and of course now we're doing this funky thing where we're playing the spots on tape because I have no voice, and I panicked and played the bit. It's we
2: okay. That's what I was thinking. We get one loaf of bread and one TV. Life was planned, and we were bored. That's why we all signed up to sail the sea. There's no cold for anymore. Fearless leader boys keep us busy. Would now rerun the ocean floor in a Russian submarine. We all died in the Russian submarine, Russian submarine. Russian submarine, we all died in the Russian
1: submarine, Russian submarine, Russian submarine. As we lie beneath the
2: mails with bigger mortars and decay, hear all the Marvel Land Band play. We all died. Russian Submarine, Russian Submarine, Russian Submarine, we all died in the Russian Submarine, Russian Submarine, Russian Submarine. Run silent,
0: run deep. We are losing power, Kostler. Yet, and yet, try again. I-
2: Disabotaged by who said square There is nothing more, nothing more That we can do That we can do As our comrades, As our comrades All turn blue All turn blue Without us Without us We cannot breathe In a rush In a Russian Submarine Submarine <laughs> We all die in a Russian submarine Russian submarine
3: It's still had the good impact there, if you ask me. 919 at 560 WQM. Don't forget, join George tomorrow, 2 to 4, at Singular Wireless at 2204 University Drive in Coral Springs. Stop by for prizes, the usual crap that we give away, and register to win tickets for you and 10 of your friends to watch the South Florida baseball team play the Tigers from the luxury of the QAM Skybox. That's from 2 to 4 at Singular Wireless in Coral Springs. What was the attendance last night? Anybody got a paper?
4: Crap! One moment, please.
3: Yeah, look in the paper and see what the attendance was at the South Florida baseball team where they got pounded by the Reds again last night over there at P.P. Park. I'm just curious. Now, did it rain there last night or what? Because I noticed the weather's been a little unsettled at best. Uh,
4: Not significantly.
3: Oh, because I'm looking for a convenient excuse before Miguel gives me the number.
4: Anyway, I think our poll, you didn't have any more suggestions for the poll, did you? I was wondering if we were going to put any more modern people on there, like Ben Affleck, people like that. Ben Affleck Matt, would be fine. Matt Damon, maybe. I don't know. Uh, he, you know, you got to tell me if he's good-looking or not.
3: Uh, yeah, he's okay, Matt Damon. Every time I see him, he looks a little bit better, you know. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, uh, those are two good ones. But we haven't had any suggestions from the audience? No. On the fax no. or on the phone? Of course, we're not taking any calls. And Miguel Schurz, I don't want to start that business answering the phone. That's a pretty good start for the poll. And if you have any others, you can fax them, 305 650 198 Which great-looking celebrity has or had the least talent? We have to put the hat in parentheses, because if they're dead... Brad Pitt, Marilyn Monroe, Robert Wagner, Tab Hunter, Fabian, Jennifer Lopez, Britney Spears, Raquel Welch, Frankie Avalon, James Dean, Ben Affleck, or Matt Damon. Although, How could you say that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have the least talent? You don't think they're good actors? Not really, no. Uh.
4: I think they're flat.
3: But I know somebody that's
4: supposed to be great-looking, highly touted, and has zero negative talent. And who's that? Keanu Reeves.
3: Oh, yeah, he'd be good for the list, even though he makes me sick to my stomach. Although he's been in a couple of good movies. He's been in he a couple that, of good movies, uh, but... He played that ass murderer in that one movie? Right, but he wasn't good. Who else was in that movie that uh, they wound up uh, killing him on the uh, rooftop? He was trying to burn the broadway. Don't you remember the movie I'm talking about? No. Oh. Anyway, here's the big story in City Link Magazine. No DJ changed their life. I'm not really sure I know what that's supposed to mean. Why is that the headline on this story? Even though last they don't night a any... DJ
4: changed my life It's an old song.
3: Oh. Uh Uh Newcomer Party 93 rages war with Power 96 over who has the most danceable music. Now, is Clarence or anybody in the building that might have these numbers? Because the trends came in yesterday, and in spite of my predictions of gloom and doom, we continued astonishing the experts, Uh, shocking, especially on his show. I don't want to toot my own horn, but... We're number one! Damn it! And actually went up, even though we dropped off that huge January, and the expectations were, well, with all the problems that Greg, Greg Reed's inflicted on us. With the lack of promotion and the general internal upheaval, how could we
4: possibly continue this amazing run? You know what I mean? The I runs? Know what you mean. What is it yeah. that you wanted number-wise we will get somebody to get it to us? Yeah, I'd like to see the 18 to 34
3: persons number overall. Not by day part, just the overall one, Monday through right. Sunday, 6 to midnight. So I can have, you know, make some judgment before I start spouting off too much about, because it looks to me, based on the other ones I'm getting, I didn't get the 18 to 34 sent up here because those numbers have no, uh, that's not our audience anyway.
4: Anything else, or do you, do you have everything else? I have everything else. Okay. And I'd like
3: to point out, by the way, that, and I've said this before, 18 to 34, your male audience is the, and probably all well, teens especially, but forgetting about them, is the most fickle of all the audiences. In other words, the most changeable. Something new comes along, radio smegma, party radio, and right away they're they're switching over. No they question. switch it a lot. But based on what I'm seeing here in the other demographics, uh, party has kind of leveled off and is now, you know, they had that big thrust in the beginning, and then all of a sudden it's... Uh... In fact, Smegma, it seems to me, lasted a lot longer than this has lasted. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. Because they uh, had a couple of big months in there, like in February and March, after they debuted in January, after TMI went off the air, and all those classical music people were bitching and carrying on and screaming and hollering and going nuts. I want my music! Like a bunch of overgrown children. Like a bunch of people that couldn't go out and get a CD player and buy their own great CDs, or pop their CDs in a car and listen to it. I still don't understand that. Do you? Never will. If there's a kind of music, I can understand, I'll say it again, at the risk of being repetitive, but when you're talking four hours every goddamn day, at least ten weeks a year, you're going to repeat yourself. And I've said it before, I'll say it again right now, damn it. And that is that if you're going to take a talk show off the air, if you're going to take a personality off the air, that's something. Because people can't replace that by popping CDs or cassettes in their car or in their house. But a particular kind of music, my God, we're we're like... uh,
4: These people are like in the dark ages. What are they thinking about? They're thinking they might have to go out and buy some CDs. Or
3: oh, place. well, excuse me. Let me tell you right now, you're not going to get any good music listening to South Florida radio anyway.
4: That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. You can
3: go to the bank on that. You're not going to hear any good music listening to radio in South Florida. FM in South Florida is the worst in the history of mankind. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. So, I mean, if you're expecting to turn on your radio in the car or even in the house on your expensive stereo on your little Sony Walkman and hear some good music that you might actually want to hear again, forget about it because South Florida is a
4: is a music cesspool. What was that? Oh, that was uh, some party music. Oh. From that commercial. From that I do Bryant have um, Derud
3: still here, but I'm not going to play it today. I'm sick of Darude already. Enough with Darude.
4: And by the way, Disney,
3: I could have brought you back a lot of good stuff from Amsterdam. Music you'll be playing it about six months to a year, but I'm not giving you nothing, okay? Because go, go puke in a wastebasket. You watch next month, their next trend, it's going to be like on the road down. And power, I'm not going to defend power. It's like defending the defenseless. But anyway, can I read this article or not? Okay. Pretty lengthy and with his damn throat I got. I See, I always say I'm going to play a lot of bits, and then I wind up talking and just tear my throat out, but then I have the whole weekend to heal it up, and the throat, too. No DJ Changed Their Life, writes Dave Warm in Shitty Link Magazine. Newcomer Party 93 rages war with Power 96 over who has the most danceable music. And then it goes into the thing about the lawsuit that, uh, that Greg Reed and Beasley filed against uh, Cox and party, and hey, look, I'm not i par- I'm not a party to it. If you pardon that expression, I'm not involved. I don't represent this company, and so I'm I just express my own opinions. And I don't want to like pee on Greg Reed's parade any more than usual. But it seems to me, as usual, maybe, maybe I shouldn't say this, you know, because it involves pending litigation. <laughs> and you'd be the last one to comment on that. But uh, it just seems ridiculous. I mean, because we get bent out of shape because they're picking on us, so we're going to sue them. You know, pick on us all you want. Like INZ, it even says in the article about that. Well, I'll read the article in a second after we do the break, because it's, it's too long, and I don't want to interrupt it. Very important, because the fact of the matter is, nobody out there reads Shitty Link Magazine in the first place. And, Eric, you can go ahead and put that poll up now, because it's obvious we're not going to get any more selections on this from the audience, from our fine, involved audience out there. Do you think? I, do, I don't think. Maybe here's one on two. Hello. crazy (laughs) oh I sure have missed that you know and by the way Tom Jicka I'm glad I punched that line up just for you little Tommy who was writing all of that crap about well Neil Rogers now without the phone calls and taking up all that time reading newspaper and magazine articles that he could be using carping about the South Florida scene and carping about this and carping on that and not taking those wonderful phone calls just like the one that I just gave you there for example hey Tom stick it baby You would know a radio if they stuck it way up in there, beneath your colon, okay? 926 at your happy station, 560 QAM. Here's some great news for South Florida. Fast Train announces the opening of its brand-new campus in Kendall. If you're considering a brand-new, high-paying career, there is no time like now to check this out. Call Fast Train, 866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Fast Train's new campus is located right across from Miami-Dade Community College, Kendall Campus. Microsoft certified instructors are waiting for you there. There are no payments for a full year. That deal's waiting for you too. There's a full-time job placement staff. They got convenient day, night, weekend classes, and now for you, a brand new Kendall campus. Call Fast Train at that toll-free number and get yourself on the road to a serious occupation, making some big bucks. Call eight six six Fast Train. They have four convenient locations now in Dayton, Broward. So Fast Train's got a location gotta be nearby you. Check them out on the web at fasttrain dot com and then call them at that toll-free number one eight six six Fast Train. Be sure and tell them that Todd Drek told you to call. Fast Train can have you certified and ready for that brand-new career in as little as four months. Don't delay. Pick up that phone and call Fast Train today at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Don't forget, there's a fact.
1: Where there are no looses, go straight to hell. It at 3
0: on Sports Radio 560
5: QAM. Oh, my God.
2: Well, baby, tonight... We could do something naughty, and you can rest your body, wrap right below my baby blues, it'll be a delight, and I don't care how much you weigh, you can relax and stay all day, cause I'm enjoying the view. Just like a diver under the ocean Sometimes I find it hard to get some air Oh, but sit back and enjoy the fluid motion Just imagine to yourself that my chin's a rocking chair Just see on my face, just see on my face just sit on my face, to face, to face Just sit on my face, a face, to face Wrap your legs real tight Like you're riding in a rodeo So I can't hear the radio And I'll show my gratitude We can do it all night Then maybe you could turn around And you could your way on down and I'll tip my fly way down and do whatever you choose just like a diver under the ocean sometimes i find it hard to get some air Oh, but sit back and enjoy the fluid motion. Just imagine to yourself that my chin's a rocking chair. Just sit on my face. Alright. Just sit on my face. Okay. Just sit on my face to face
3: to face. Just sit on my face to face to face. 932 at 560 WQM. Happy Friday to you. So here's a fax, uh, with two suggestions. Sandra Bullock and Tom Cruise. Now, I put them on the list because I can see where this uh, person is coming from, but I happen to like Sandra Bullock a lot. And used to like Tom Cruise until he became a total asshole. Yeah. He's
4: not a bad actor. Huh? Huh? I wouldn't call him a bad actor.
3: No, he was good in Rain Man. He was good in, uh, which I don't want to get into that thing, A Few Good Men Again. He was good in that. And then Born on the Fourth of July, you said was good? Yes. Top Gun. Like I said. Uh, so I put them on there, Sandra Bullock and Tom Cruise, because the list, I guess, we can keep expanding it, because it doesn't look like Eric's in any hurry to uh, make the list on there. I'm not trying to be pushy, because I know he's got thousands of people he's got to deal Baxton with. Why
4: does the uh, the handwritten list?
3: I understand that. He's uh, very busy this morning. They had a special at Burger King on those uh, bread, those croissant cro- sandwiches with bacon and cheese. And also the guy that faxed me this uh, says, Neil, if you had a job offer in Vancouver, British Columbia, would you leave Miami?
1: Yes! <laughs>
3: He says, I had that looking me in the face. Well, I'd look uh, right out the window and say, when do I start packing is what I would do. You kidding me? I've never been in Vancouver, but, boy, I hear it's a great place. That's what I heard. Very progressive, great weather, doesn't Mm -hmm. have the awful winters, you know. Great radio. Great radio? That's why I would go there. I'd go to listen to the radio. Great hockey games on the CBC. What more the hell could you want? Even though nobody cares about hockey, I heard Mo talking about that again this morning. And uh, south of the border, he's right about that. U.S. is not—it's uh, just not a hockey country. Sorry. And as far as these playoffs this year, the rest of them, no interest. Couldn't care less. Anyway, can I get to this article, please? I'm never going to get this in. We could get this going until 11 o'clock this morning. No DJ changed their uh, life. Mike Disney is relishing his role as underdog, and it's rather obvious, it says, we're a startup, says the general manager and vice president of Party 93, 93.1 FM. Were the new kids on the block, they're the bully, he says. <laughs> Did you ever think of Kid Korea as being the bully? Well, have you ever seen him mad? No, not really. Have you? No. The alleged bully to whom Disney does not uh, cower is Power 96, 96.5 FM, South Florida's top dance station, and the victim of a fierce marketing campaign designed by Party 93 WPYM, your Darude station for the uh, new cent, uh, millennium. Since replacing the Arizona classical station, WTMI, about five months ago, Party 93 has chipped away at Power's audience, owing a, a portion of its success to the controversial promotional campaign that's led to a $5 million slander lawsuit. <laughs> the campaign has attacked Power 96, WPOW, on a couple of fronts, the least controversial of which is Power's brooding, rap-heavy brand of dance music, or as uh, ma- one of the many testimonials on Party's website calls it, all that childish hip-hop bro-crap. I think that's a good way to describe it, don't you? Sure. That that's what power. That's what Power ninety six plays is a lot of childish hip hop bro crap. I think that sums it up perfectly. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. Uh, party, on the other hand, is the musical equivalent of a fedra. A fedra, which we looked it up this morning, because neither George or I knew what that was. It's a, a stimulant, like a weed. You know, like the wicked weed. It's a stimulant, like plant. Gets you hopped up. The station, which doesn't feature on air DJs, plays pure high energy dance music. Listening to it is like being trapped in a night on the, at the Roxbury, a brief sample of the station's playlist, Bizarre Love Triangle, New Order, Can't Fight the Moonlight, Lee Ann Rimes, and I oh, they're playing Lee Ann Rimes, I'm so sorry, the remix, and I see right through you Al B. Rich and DJ Encore. We do play a lot of different type of music, Disney says, but musical differences have become a sideline in this dispute. What has driven Power 96 to litigation is the segment of Party's campaign that's taken great pleasure in reporting how many commercials Power 96 airs in an hour. The space between songs and party is typically filled with statements like, We just caught them playing 20 commercials in a row. Or party is now committed to no more than six commercials per hour. Power, who knows, they play 10, 12, 18, 20. Power says those claims and others are false, but the truth is that taunting still might not have driven the station's hierarchy to seek legal retribution had party not been effective in stealing listeners. As Di- Disney happily notes, we exploded out of the box. There are not many startups like this anywhere in the country. It's a very gratifying beginning, to say the least. I might just interject in that, Diz, that you're wrong about that. Didn't Radio SMEGMA do exactly the same thing like exactly in the second month? Exactly the
4: same thing. Exactly
3: the same. When zooming up there was new, well, it was old music, it was old disco crap, but it was a new format, and everybody got all whipped up to shape, and all the queens on South Beach got all, it became the trendy thing, and then, you know, it's down the toilet again. And it just found its own niche. Of old, uh, burned out people who like uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, you know. And the same thing is going to happen with Party. It's already begun. Has anybody got those 18 to 34 numbers you're supposed to be faxing me or not? We're working on it. I see. Speaking of numbers, it says the numbers making Disney so giddy came via Arbitron's winter audience survey released in early May. Of course, now we have the next trend, the one for uh, April, which kind of makes it a little less significant. It says, according to the survey, and they, see, you people at, uh, at Shitty Link Magazine, you don't get it. They, they, All these publications that don't understand our business, they always quote these 12-plus numbers. Nobody cares about 12-plus. That's the whole audience. Nobody cares about that number because it includes people over the age of 100. <coughs> and, and they just don't get that. Advertisers don't buy 12-plus. People in the business don't pay any attention to 12+. People who don't know what they're writing about, like Dave Warham at Shitty Link Magazine, he quotes 12+. And he goes on about this. It says, what the, the, these numbers tell me is that South Florida market was screaming for this type of station, Disney says. They're screaming for it. And the music, too. What it apparently told Power 96, whose program director, Kid Scurvy, didn't return phone calls for this story, was to sue. When in doubt, sue. That's my opinion. I'm like Disney. That's right. On April 12th, Power 96 owner Beasley Reed Acquisitions, a conglomerate based in Del- Delaware, sued Party 93 owner Cox Radio Inc., a large conglomerate based in Georgia, uh, in Dade County Circuit Court. In the words of Cox's lawyers, uh, now see, that they've got, and again, he's got this wrong too. He's got this backwards. It should be in the words of Beasley lawyers, Party through the use of defamatory and slanderous commercials has misrepresented uh, statements and advertisements, has represented customers, sponsors, listeners, and advertisers of power, that power plays more commercials than they actually play, that power employs tricks to uh, get and keep their listeners, that the employees at power are old tricksters, which in... <laughs> I'll tell you, if anybody looks like an old trickster, it's Kid Curry. Which, in fact, are all false statements. Now, see, in here again, he's got a, a grotesque error. It wasn't Cox's lawyer said that. It was the Beasley lawyer said that. We're the ones that filed a suit, you bozo. Dave not so hot. Forget Oop. about Dave Oop. warm. Dave lukewarm.
4: We have these numbers, by the way.
3: Well, just, just send them to me, okay? The whole thing? Just, just the first page. I'm sure that Power and PYM are both on the first page, 18 to 34. And if not, what are we wasting our time talking about this for?
4: Right? Yes, they are.
3: Party has misrepresented these facts in knowingly and intentionally try to or in order to try to boost interest in their radio station in order to lure customer sponsors, listeners, and revenue from power, says the lawsuit by Beasley. <coughs> With some fancy addition, the whole mess adds up to more than $5 million in damages. The sum thrills Disney, who steers listeners to Party's website to read documents from the lawsuit. Among the court papers posted is an affidavit from a party program director, Philip Truba, who swears, I have recordings of WPOW playing as many as 28 commercials in a one-hour period. The website's current message reads, Injunction Denied, referring to Powers' attempt to have a judge stop the promotions while the lawsuit continues. Boy, we sure are childish at Beasley, aren't we? Uh We just can't take it. Despite his enthusiasm about the attention the suit has brought his station, Disney crafts only one statement regarding its details. They accuse us of trying to get listeners and advertisers. He says, hello, that's what we do in this business. And I have to agree for once in my life with Mike Disney. That's what we're supposed to be doing is trying to get listeners and advertisers. That's what it's all about. But that, but not all are in complete agreement. It's not unheard of, but it's not common. Says Ron Rodriguez, editor in chief of California-based R&R Online, the radio industry's largest trade publication. It's not like you can go in any market and find one station trash-talking another. But in the competitive South Florida market, you can. Another example is WYNZ, which has launched a less obvious attack on local talk leader WQAM. Beasley Reed also owns QAM, a Fox Sports affiliate that airs mostly national shows. WYNZ uses promos to take jabs at QAM personalities Hank Goldberg and Neil Rogers. The obvious difference between these promos and parties is WYNZs don't make any material claim about business practices, and listeners don't seem to give a damn. WYNZ was barely on the charts during the last rating period, while WQM drew a 2.8 share. Again, that's 12-plus, meaning we had big numbers where it counts. They are invisible. In fact, in this latest trend, WYNZ has embarrassed the industry. Cheap channel, you've done it. Fractions. They don't crack a one during any day part. Let's hear it. Oh! Certainly you hope in this industry a station will take the high road and rely on its own, its own strengths, says Pete Yolanus, director of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting And Davy. How you doing, Pete? <laughs> if they don't, there's always the legal road, although Rodriguez can't remember the last lawsuit he came across in 15 years as editor at R&R Online. Not to say for sure it doesn't happen, but I've never heard of a radio station suing another radio station over advertising claims, he says. It's yet another reason for Party 93 to gloat, yet another reason for Disney to relish his role as underdog, despite the fact that his boss also owns... 99 jams, hot 105 in the coast. Oh, look at that. Bright yellow. Like neon. When you see that a competitor is vulnerable, you attack these vulnerabilities by pointing out the differences between the two stations. Disney says, we're not the market leader. This is a very successful strategy, says old mustachio Disney. That's my opinion. I'm like Disney. 942 at 560, your friendly station, WQAM. Summer time's upon you, baby. On the days when it's not pouring cats and dogs, it's 110 degrees in the shade, and from what everybody says, it's going to be brutal this summer. But Oleomet is a great product that will help you to feel your best to keep you in good health, help you survive the sultry South Florida summers. Oleumet is a soft gel capsule that contains the best olive oil on the face of the globe, and we all know the great things that olive oil can do for us, uh-huh. in us, on us, underneath us. Uh-huh. It contains olive oil along with vitamins and minerals and minerals to promote health for all different parts of your body, for your prostate. For your heart, for your blood pressure, for your cholesterol. Oleomed's also got supplements to mel- promote health in your circulatory system, your digestive, your endocrine system, your skin and bones, even your mind as well, all using the benefits, like I said only moments ago, of the best olive oil that money can buy. And Oleomed's got products, as I'm sure you know by now, for men and for ladies as well. Oleomed's available at Walgreens, Whole Food Markets, Navarro Pharmacy, and Sedano's. If you want to get more info on their products, how they work, and what they be doing, call them toll free. They'll answer your questions. 1-866-Oleomed. That's 866-O-L-E-O-M-E-D, or you can order their products right off their website. Trading the just Game 1 is tonight. Coverage gets underway at 6.30 tonight on Sports Radio
0: 560, QAM.
3: Okay, we have a little communication problem. here. Right? I thought that was going to be the rejoin, is what you said. I said it was not going to be the rejoin. Oh, I didn't hear the you're not. Well, we're having a little problem here today, a little communication problem. As Miguel refuses to speak English...
5: Know, right. thinking, side, one, See, las
3: we would never have, that's that world cup crap going on we'd never have these problems if uh, we had the rejoins were all like standard and we didn't have some of these trick rejoins that they stick in there on us like the one that you just played there which sometimes that's a rejoin and this time was not
4: it was not. That's my fault. I didn't give you So I
3: up. think I just set a record here twice in one hour, premature evaluation on starting the bill. Start TLC, the, the Loser Channel presents Trading Disgraces. This week, see how Jennifer and John react when they see what our fat, balding, effeminate designer did to their TV room. Okay, you ready? Open
0: your
2: eyes.
1: Oh, my God. What did you do to
0: Well, we glued 10,000 cotton balls, all dyed various shades of lime green, and adhered them to the wall with a glue gun. (laughs) Isn't
2: this a fabulous TV room? This is hideous. And
0: where the hell's my TV? Oh, that.
4: That old thing. We had to sell that to pay for cotton balls. Budgets, you understand
3: trading disgraces. It's what you get when you let your dopey neighbors and avant-garde designers muck around in your home for two days. And wait till you see what the hot blonde designer did to Alan and Teresa's kitchen. Okay,
1: take a look. Ah! What have
2: you done to our mahogany cabinets? Oh, we glued on aluminum foil to give them a retro, modern, metallic look.
0: Well, what about our refrigerator?
2: Where's that? Well, I just didn't think that the fridge fit in with the whole kitchen concept. Oh. Oh
1: are
3: trading disgraces every night, every
2: afternoon, all day, every week on TLC, the Loser Channel.
3: 560 WQA. And boy, i tell you, everybody's stepping all over each other today. I guess it's all me. Isn't it? I'm a little under the weather. Isn't that a good excuse? Sure, we'll take it. Okay. See, I'm a little bit distraught also about the fact that we're not on that, that one day, whatever day that was. I guess it was Tuesday, because that's the day yeah. I did the show. Uh, it sounded like we were in the same studio. Right. Right. And it really was a little bit too good, I guess. And we had a little bit of a dropout there. Now, we got rid of the dropouts. We don't have that anymore. But we had that little, I don't know, just not quite the same, you know?
4: No, but apparently we can't have that without the
3: dropouts. That was the trade-off. I see. Well, nothing in life is perfect. And look at the Power 96. They're here to prove it. This, this is really very inconclusive. You just faxed me because if you don't have the monthlies, it doesn't mean anything. Right? Right. Because in the winter book, which was January, February, and March... Power 96 was second at 18 to 34 persons with a 9.1 share. EDR, by the way, kicks everybody's ass. Because it's, uh, you know, all the sparts put down EDR, I guess. Or Hot 105. What else are they going to put down? They put us down? No. I don't think so. EDR had a 14.1 share in the book. Power was second with a 9.1. And PYM Party Radio was third with a 7.5. In the latest trend, which is February, March, and April, EDR goes all the way up to a 14.7. Which they're playing that bro, uh, slam-a-jam, whatever the hip-hop, uh, crap. Power is second still, but down to an 8.5, down about six-tenths of a point, and PYM also drops down from a 7.5 to a 7.4, which may not seem all that conclusive, but, all depending on what the monthlies were, it looks to me like Power's, uh, PYM is heading in the wrong direction. See what I'm saying? Yes. Like they peaked real fast with that stuff, which it's the kind of music you'd expect would be, you know, make a quick splash, and then, you know, like level out. Back in the middle of the pack. I mean, how many times can you hear that it all sounds the same? I don't care how good the songs are. I don't care how much you like them, but they all sound the same. Y100 went up, actually, 6-1 to a 6-6. So maybe Power didn't lose, because based on this, if you just look at the actual flat numbers without the monthlies, yeah, Power didn't really lose any audience to a PYM based on this. Maybe they lost it to Y100 or EDR. I don't think so. Well, it could be. I don't know. Do you think that the kids that uh, listen to uh powerless EDR? They both play rap, do they not? Well, go out on the street corner ash. ask. They both play that slam a jam a uh, crap crappin', uh, whatever that stuff is. We'll go take an instant survey. Go right out there on the corner of Ives Dairy and 441. No, thank you. And take yourself a little pool. Right there by Chuck's in the sub-center. How's everybody buddy Chuck doing? Haven't seen him lately. Well, you ought to get some food from Chuck today. Would be a good idea for you. Here's our schedule for today. We got the uh, Mad Dog Jim Manage at Hooters at 1 o'clock doing a show live from there. And then at three, got the uh, UM baseball team against FIU, the originals from U of F. And the Beast is on his way up there right now. By the way, Beast, I heard you sucking Zagacki's ass on the morning show this morning. You are shameless, man. I know you're really jonesing bad for that number two spot on that uh, play-by-play thing (coughs) with Zagacki, so you're kissing his ass, but that was just shameless. (coughs) I think even Moe was put off by that. You notice even Moe's starting to call uh, Joe coma-inducing. Have you noticed that? Nice going, Moe. Yeah, he's catching on. He said if you wanted to take a good long nap, you could do it right in the back of the car with a beast on the way up to Gainesville, and then you could listen to the broadcast with Zagaki. I think most starting to catch on in spite of all of George's aggravating comments. So anyway, we got the regionals from... Uh, so Hank's got the day off today. Good for him. Then we got the pregame show for the uh, South Florida baseball team, the professional team, 630, and the uh, game at 7.05 against the Mets. Boy, there should be a hell of a crowd for that tonight, about two-thirds of them. Did you ever find me the attendance from uh, yesterday's game, Miguel? 6140. 40 Oh, And Mo made another good point yesterday, which is uh, shocking. And that is the WNBA, what's the name of that team, the uh, Dyke Basketball? You got me. Well, Miguel should know. What? 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 Come on, the WNBA team, the the ladies basketball team. The the Soul. On Wednesday night, they had 9,000 people. The same night, the South Florida baseball team had 7,000. And then last night, 6,100. Is that pathetic uh-huh. or what? Tragic. Eddie K after the baseball game and the Dirty Boys joined Mark overnight. So these ratings that came out yesterday, the trends, I won't bore you with them, but the fact of the matter is that uh, we actually went up in men 18-plus on this show oh! from an 8-2 to an 8-4, which means like in men 25-54, God only knows what kind of number we could be throwing in there, you know? And how did we do that? How could we possibly have done that since we're not taking all those nifty calls that Tom Jick enjoys so much? And since I'm out of touch with what's happening in South Florida, and I'll say it again, every single time that I talk to anybody on the phone down there, and not even on the phone right now, I talk to Miguel and George, what's going on down there that I'm missing? Nothing. See? That's the response. It's always the same. Nothing. Tornadoes. Yeah, like I need to be in the middle of one to know that there's one going on. I got CNN right here, and I also got the Weather Channel. They give us all that crap. Oh, how can he keep in touch? How can he stay in touch from Toronto and Amsterdam? Touch this, Tom, you bald-headed geek, you jackass. Man, are you a silly person or what? And the other thing about, well, he's. Read, have I read any articles today? I did read the one from Shitty Link. Yes. And if I had more of a voice, I would read a whole bunch of other ones, which I got a pile here, and I probably will have to get to. Oh, look at that. Eric uh, put down the breakfast burrito after I embarrassed him. He had a breakfast burrito in one hand, and the croissant sandwich with bacon and cheese, no egg in the other hand. And with his nose, he pecked out the information on the website. Nice going, Eric. The nose knows. Uh, Well, what's the... uh, He's got two question marks there at the (laughs) end. Oh, I see. He didn't know the last two. Sandra J. Bullock and Tom Cruise. Isn't that what he's looking for? Yes. He didn't get those. No. Okay, so he's filling it out. Now, who am I going to vote for? I don't know. This is a tough one. I guess uh, Brittany. Okay.
4: That's my choice. Yeah.
3: I mean, she looked sensational, couldn't sing her way out of a paper sack. If you stuck a gun deep inside her or something else, she still couldn't sing. So that uh, Eric's getting that thing together, and you can vote on there and rip somebody an ass, which we like doing on this show a lot, don't we? Uh-huh. Like Joe Zagacki, for example. Yeah, Beast, I can't, I'm i really ashamed of you. The Beast has lost about 30 pounds on balance for life. We're proud of him for that. But a lot of our pride just uh, vanished this morning, hearing him shamelessly suck around Joe because he wants that, uh, that, that would be like Geldi sucking up to um, the Panther organization because he wants Jigs McDonald's job doing play-by-play on a radio. That would be kind of like the same thing, wouldn't it? And covering up the, the scandal that's gone on in South Florida with that team and how they've dismembered it and dismantled it and just de it and declawed it to the point where it's like a laughing stock of all professional sports where there's nothing left. The youngsters in the organization and all that other crap, back to that again. I was thinking the other day. Now that I want to get hockey intensive, because I know they'll lose whatever audience we got left. But the fact of the matter is, can you imagine the team that you could put together with the just with the players that the Panther organization has discarded in the last few years? What a team you could put together, baby! An all-star team. I just mentioned that in passing, not to be a bad guy. Chandra's murder could be sex crime, DC police say. Police are investigating the possibility that Chandra Levy was sexually assaulted before she was killed, law enforcement sources told the New York Post last night. The new line of inquiry is prompted by an examination of Levy's spandex leggings that were found near her skeletal remains in Washington's Rock Creek Park last week. Police sources said the leggings were found inside out and knotted on both ends of each leg. Because no bone matter was discovered inside the leggings, police theorized that they were removed and used to restrain her before she died. If someone just wanted a killer, they wouldn't have removed the leggings, said former FBI profiler Cliff Van Zant. The other working theory that you could have with this is that they pulled or were pulled off by someone who wanted to make it look like a sexual assault, Van Zant added. The D.C. Medical Examiner's Office, which ruled earlier this week that the 24-year-old E.B. was murdered, has not found any traces of blood or semen on the former intern's clothing found at the scene, although the items are being sent to the FBI labs for further analysis. We know the FBI don't make mistakes. Police sources said the sex crime angle is just one theory being pursued by detectives seeking to unravel the 13-month-long mystery. Unable to explain why Levy was discovered at such a remote location in the park, police are also looking into whether somebody she knew lured her her there. Anybody in mind? Got any thoughts? A couple. Because I got news for you. Like I said the other day, if Gary ain't involved, nobody cares. 9.56 at 5.60 QAM. Tom Lehman likes it. He likes the listeners of this program. He loves this show. He loves me. He even likes George a little bit. That's why Tom created the Neil deal at Hallett. Save big dollars on all Pontiacs and GMCs in stock. Just mention you heard about it right here on the infamous Neil Rogers show. Stop by Hallett Pontiac GMC at 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's in the same great location they've been for 35 years, right there on US1, right across the street from the falls where every vehicle is marked with the lowest price. But if you mention the Neal Rogers deal, you'll save even more. Check out the complete line of GMC SUVs, including the Envoy, voted by Motor Trend as the SUV of the year, plus... Be sure and see the all see. I gotta throw those in there because otherwise Tom feels left out. See the all new Vibe SUV. It's got the power of a sports car at a fraction of the price. Hallett's also got an unbeatable selection of dependable, quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Never a single lemon on the lot at Hallett. And if you've been turned on for credit by any other uh, schmuck out there in Radio Land, have no fear because at Hallett they'll take good care of you. And make sure they work out a deal. Get the Neil Rogers deal right now at Hallett Pontiac GMC. You'll find them at 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's US 1 across from the falls. Open every day of your life, seven days a week. You can call them at 305-238-4040. 305-238-4040. They're unbeatable. Hallett Pontiac GMC. They...
0: And it's broadcasting live from Hooters in Pembroke Pines.
5: The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami,
0: Fort Lauderdale. It's Friday, you... Perhaps
5: one of the most interesting words in the English language today is the word f***. Out of all of the English words that begin with the letter F, f*** is the only word that is referred to as the F word. It's the one magical word. Just by its sound can describe pain, pleasure, hate, and love. as most words in the English language, is derived from German. The word flicken, which means to strike... In English, fuck falls into many grammatical categories. As a transitive verb, for instance, John f**ked Shirley. Its meaning's not always sexual. It can be used as an adjective, such as, John's doing all the fing work. As part of an adverb, Shirley talks too fing much. As an adverb, enhancing an adjective, Shirley is fing beautiful. As a noun, I don't give a fuck as part of a word, abso lootly or in credible And as almost every word in a sentence, fuck the fuckers As you must realize, there aren't too many words with the versatility of fuck. As in these examples describing situations such as fraud, I got fucked at the used car lot. Dismay, aw, fuck it. Trouble, I guess I'm really fucked now. Aggression? Don't f**k with me, buddy. Dismissal? Why don't you go outside and play hide and go f**k yourself? I'm sure you can think of many more examples. Say it loudly and proudly.
3: F**k you. And back at you, 1001 at 560. WQM, happy Friday to you. We got a smattering of votes. The poll is up there already. Which great-looking celebrity has or had the least amount of talent? Brittany is winning hands down your pants. She's got six of the first 11 votes. Fabian with one, Jennifer Lopez one, Marilyn Monroe, Keanu Reeves and Tom Cruise with one, and uh, nobody for anybody else, but there's only 11 votes on there so far. Are we on the air, by the way? I'm just asking that, you know. I get the feeling this is like a dry run today. I could be wrong about that. maybe. See, if uh, Kid Scurry was our good buddy, or if maybe they're not really taking it uh, so bad, then they would send us over the monthly so we could see what that really meant about the uh, party versus power controversy going on there. But then we'd probably put material on the air that would, like, be relevant to the big lawsuit going on, and we sure wouldn't want to do that, would we? No. no. We don't want to get involved. And I sure as hell don't want to uh, go to testify. Like I said in the last hour, I have no opinion on it, the whole thing. I think it's a wonderful lawsuit, and I have no opinion on it, and good luck to all parties involved. Oh, shouldn't have said party. <laughs> Palm Beach Post has got a story this morning. Diocese hid $400,000 embezzlement from the public. Boy, I tell you, that Palm Beach Diocese, they seem to be having a special problem, you know. (laughs) For nearly a decade, the Diocese of Palm Beach failed to tell church members and top lay leaders that a trusted financial manager embezzled $400,000 and blew some of the money on a sport fishing boat and a Rolex watch. All right. The cover-up in the early 1990s allowed the alleged swindler Robert Shaddy to land a job as chief financial officer of the Jewish Community Center in suburban West Palm Beach, which is now enmeshed in a financial scandal of its own. Former Bishop Jake Heath Simons, that's one of the uh, pedophiles, worked out a deal with Shaddy that called for him to quietly repay the church $200 a month, a payment plan that would have spanned more than a century. As part of the deal, the diocese did not report the missing money to law enforcement authorities. Even when Shaddy stopped making payments, he hasn't made one in more than seven years, Church officials never called prosecutors. The deal might have remained a secret had Chaddy not fought with his former wife over child support payments. Furious at a judge's refusal to force her ex-husband to make his child support payments, Darlene Cott went public with the tales of his problems, forcing the diocese's hand. I think they should have been pursuing him to pay what he rightfully owes the Catholic people of Palm Beach, Cott said. They keep lying. They're hiding things. They don't want the public humiliation. The revelations further stoked discontent among local Catholic laity already incensed by the National Church sex scandal. Some longtime benefactors led by attorney Edward Ricci have threatened to withhold contributions unless the church becomes more forthcoming. As a fundraiser for the diocese, it's the kind of thing that makes my hair crawl, Ricci said. Maybe his skin, too, even. Even longtime Church Finance Committee member Phil Lewis, who also chairs a special lay panel looking into allegations of sexual misconduct by local priests, was disturbed by the secrecy. Honestly, don't know what happened, Lewis said. All I know is it did happen. He left. I don't know if he resigned or was fired. If it was improper, they should have told us. The church must quit keeping such news from the public, Lewis said. By choosing to cover up the incident, the diocese allowed Shetty to get jobs with the Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County and at the JCC 3151 North Military Trail. Another little cover-up there in Palm Beach where a scandal a day keeps their credibility away, I guess is the best way to put it. (laughs) Brittany's got 11, Fabian's got 3. See, the problem with a lot of names on this poll today, old. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that back in those days, there were a lot of people. Uh, maybe Elvis should have been on
4: the list. What do you think? Miguel suggested that. <coughs> well, why didn't he suggest it on the air so I could have heard it? I, I don't know. I told him, hey, say that on the air. I don't forgot. you think Elvis
3: should belong on there?
4: Yeah. Let's put Elvis on here. air. Come on. Elvis
3: Presley. I'm not saying that he didn't have talent. That would be getting a little bit carried away. I can't really make up my mind about him. Just like I can't make up my
4: mind about the early Beatles music. No, I, I have made up my mind. They, it sucked. But you got to take it in context. What does that mean? It was way better than anything else around at the time that all No, it was said, not. Well, it was I better so. than
3: the Beach Boys?
4: Okay. It, it was, was better than Mot- it was better than Motown? Okay. You got me. Uh-huh. It was on see, I, I
3: played I played those songs on the ear, Mister Music Expert, and the fact of the matter is that the early Beatles songs like "Please Please Me" and they were
4: the, oh, oh. I about <laughs> see, all that I'm having a relax. Rockabilly, all that uh, stupid crap that was going on around. The... From
3: from me to you, that was horrible stuff. I mean, that, that was bad, bad music. They got I mean, fun. later on, it's not very debatable that they made tons of great music. I don't, I don't love that, but the early Beatles music was just pure dreck, garbage. Which I guess you know was a good attention getter and it made them famous and made them in demand, but boy, it was it was crap. Warnings about missiles. This from Newsday. I'm going to have to start playing a lot of bits like I threatened to, because <coughs> because today is um, even though I got like more voice today, it's phlegm come back up there, so you cough and choke a lot. <coughs> mm, purple jackpot. Uh, I love it. Hey, don't kid yourself. The audience loves this. They I like the, they their, it's the S and M crowd. They enjoy hearing my misery. Although I feel pretty good, I just got this crap in my throat. Anybody ever have any crap in your throat? Uh huh. The FBI is warning police. Of course, the FBI now is on such on the defensive. They're warning about like uh, birds crapping from the sky, and it could be like a a terrorist attack. The FBI is warning police to be on the lookout for a possible attack against U.S. commercial airliners by terrorists wielding surface-to-air missiles, even though the Bureau emphasized it has no specific threat of such an attack. Have you heard this one?
4: I'm listening. Also getting the monthlies. Oh, you are getting the monthlies. Thank you,
3: Matt. Well, that's going to be pretty revealing, Mr. Disney. That could be a little more because it looks to me, I could be wrong, but at first blush, it looks to me like they already shot their load in the first couple of months and now are like back. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. On the road to mediocrity there? And he's full of crap about this. Uh, very rarely happens. It always happens with some new revolutionary uh, package music format like that. As soon as it hits a different market, it goes through the roof at the beginning for a, a sh- usually longer than this. And then it starts to come right back to earth real fast. Adding to recent warnings that transit systems, apartment buildings, and New York City landmarks could be terror targets, government officials now say they believe Al Qaeda operatives may have access to shoulder-fired missiles, Powerful enough to knock a commercial jet out of the sky, mainly during takeoff or landing. The FBI <laughs> issued the warning after discovery of a spent Russian made surface to air missile firing tube near the runway of a key U.S. air base in Saudi Arabia about a month ago, an indication someone apparently targeted a U.S. military plane there. The front cap of the tube remained intact, but the back end was charred, making it unclear if a missile was fired and the system malfunctioned. The Pentagon said none of its pilots at Prince Sultan Air Base reported coming under fire in recent weeks. So, in other words, it's just uh, more hocus-pocus and covering their ass. So, what do the uh, monthlies look like? Uh,
4: number one, WEDR. Number two, power. Well, well wait a minute. Oh, hey, this well, is you got to break it down. Are you going to fax this to me so I can actually look at it? It should be in your hand right now.
3: Well, it's not. It's, it's not done it, anything. It says While it's we're something. waiting for that fax to cross the wire, folks... Britney's got 12, Keanu Reeves 5, uh, Fabian 4, Jennifer Lopez
4: 3, Ben Affleck and Raquel two. I, I don't know how you can say that about Ben Affleck. You don't think he's a good actor? He's fine. He's just a little flat. Nothing great, <coughs> nothing dramatic about him. He just kind of is there.
3: And he's also not that good looking. I mean, he looks okay. I wouldn't mind looking like him, but he's not He's not spectacular. He's
4: his performance and his look to me is just generic. In other words, you should be able to relate to him. Kind of bland is the right, way you're looking exactly. for Right. Exactly. Bland like George.
3: Okay, here's the. Uh, oh, look at this! This is very. I've never had one of these that
4: looked like this before. Have we ever seen one that looked like this? No, these are the ones that we get from Tanner.
3: I see. In other words, this is the inside stuff. Yeah. Okay, let's see. March. Oh, here we are. Well, where the hell are they? Power in uh, January. They had a 10.4 share. What demo is this? 18 to 34 persons. Yes. Right. <coughs> February 9-3. March a seven point. Oh! But in April, back up to a 9-2, like I said. See? Yep. <coughs> is this as annoying on the air as it is to me doing it? No, it's fun. Oh. I don't see where party radio is on here. PYM oh, here it is, 4th. Here it is. They had a 6-2 in January, an 8-9 in February, a 7.2 in March, and down to a 6.2 in April. So it looks like the slide is already beginning. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. See what I'm saying? They're on the downside of the hump. That's right. They, they peaked there in February. It was a big, new, innovative thing, and they carried it over, even though they dropped a point more than a point and a half in March. So for between February and March, they've dropped almost three points with their big party, schmarty, farty, uh, hearty, uh, you know, all sounding the same music. And don't get me wrong. I like some of that music, but <laughs> you've had it, Disney. I think you're, uh, you know... And as far as all, uh, all the, uh, you know, the shock of, well, attacking power, and they are playing all these spots, I think that uh, we're off already. You know, it was a novel thing in the beginning. If anything, I think it helped power. Yeah. People are turning into, they're actually sitting there and listening for an entire hour so they can count the spots. Right. Oh, you lied, Disney. They only played 14 spots this hour, not 20. You lied. They only played 12, not the uh, 18. So that's a good idea for all you music people out there that don't listen to us religiously for hours every day, which pisses me off, by the way. But if you don't and you want to listen to some music, at least the rest of the day, what you can do is you can turn on power and listen for an entire hour at a time instead of pushing buttons
4: and count the spots. An hour of power. An hour of
1: Fort Lauderdale. And Ed Kaplan's Game Night. Weeknights at 10 on Sports
0: Radio 560. Uh, uh. QAM.
2: Hey, baby, I'm going to use you as a sex toy.
1: Alright. Tell, tell me that you love my
2: But she's just a team
1: Perfect team I've my legs
3: I mean, this may come as a shock, but I was just thinking about Britney's breasts. Which, you know, that shouldn't be. Okay. It shouldn't inspire me, but I keep thinking about that picture that you can't see because you don't have this week's Inquirer, the June 4th issue. Which I don't want to rub it in, but believe me. And as, she's not naked or anything in there, but I mean, you can see enough that it's um titillated. Good. So I'm going to change the pool already. All right. Have I ever changed the pool this fast before? I don't think so. Poor Eric. He's probably really porked off. Now, in fact, he probably went out to brunch. Don't say porked off. Which are great-looking? Here's the end of the uh, poll from uh, already this morning. Great-looking celebrity has or had the least amount of talent. Britney wins. Hands down your pants, you wish. 22. Boy, I'm farting so bad here, you have no idea. Have you ever noticed that when you have, like, the flu or a cold or you're, like, ill a little bit? Yes. Th- that's when you cut the worst, I mean, the rankest. The, I, I don't want to get too grotesque here on the air, but it's it's grossing me out, okay? God. Brittany, 22, Keanu Reeves, 10, Fabian, 7, Marilyn Monroe, 6, Raquel Welsh and Jennifer Lopez, 4 apiece, Brad Pitt and Ben Affleck, 3 apiece, Tom Cruise, a pair, Robert Wagner, 1, Frankie Avalon, 1, James Dean, 1, Matt Damon, 1, and uh, is that it? No. Tab Hunter, none, and Sandra J. Bullock, none, Elvis Presley, none. See, Elvis wasn't going to get none. Nobody thinks he didn't have any talent. Why'd you put that on there, Miguel? Wait wait till you hear this poll. I think I may have just hit the jackpot. And this one is oh, also, uh, here's a, a fax from Rich in Del Rey. Would you please read the article from the Palm Beach Post about the radio talk show host who defended himself in court against one of his callers? I got that right here, as a matter of fact. Rich, don't get pushy. I'll get to it about Dickie Farkle. Did you see this? No, I did not. Is that and the reason being, about? you know, amazingly enough, I'm always poo-pooing the Palm Beach Post. A lot of P's in that. Poo-poo the Palm Beach Post. But, but the fact of the matter is there are a lot of stories like that one about that $400,000 uh, theft that was covered up. And they helped the guy get jobs, and you know he was paying it back like 15 cents a year for the rest of his life. Find a lot of things in the Palm Beach Post that you won't find in the other two crap rags down there in South Florida. So I just mentioned that. Not that we want to salute the Palm Beach Post because they're owned by Cox. Does that tell you everything you need to know? Mm Mm-hmm. Because one thing, just like the Atlanta Ural Constitution, if it's owned by Cox, it's probably a pretty crap. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. Anyway, we'll get to it in a second, Rich. Calm down. Now, here, how do you like this poll? I don't think we've ever done this before. Maybe you have, because you're so perverted and sick and disgusting and sexually oriented. Which of these couples would you pay a
4: $100 to see in a sex flick? That's a good one, and no, we have not done that. And you know the first one I got here? Brittany and Justin? Not
3: just in, No, this is a fantasy thing oh, because fantasy, you're not going to see any of these based, people in uh, the sex ball. Britney Spears and Tom Welling. All right. And the name of the movie could be Super F. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think that would be great? I'd pay $100. It, it, I'd pay a lot more than that. It'd be a super flick. I guarantee you that. Man. How are you phrasing Brit- it again? Which of these couples would you pay a $100 to see in a sex flick? Britney Spears and Tom Welling. And I'll leave the rest of them all up to, to you folks. But I think that's a great start. It's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard. In fact, it's getting a little bit hard already, even in my ill condition. Just uh, to top that. Huh? Yeah. Clark Kent and Britney. Can you imagine how much money? I See, I don't want to get into, you know. Because those people eventually, during the course of their careers, they make a lot of money anyway. They're not hard up for cash. But can you imagine? And, of course, Brittany, being the good Christian girl that she is, she probably might go for something like that. Because she seems to be rebelling against her Christian upbringing by doing all of this crap, which basically is just a scam to make a lot of money and
4: doing very well, by the way. Thank you. Do you have any ideas yourself, or should we just let the audience come up with them? Uh, I'm thinking about it. I got lots of girls in mind, but I don't know who I want to match them up with besides well, me. Of course. Well,
3: if you match them up, don't put them on like saying Justin Tinkerbell. Nobody wants to see Justin Tinkerbell having
4: sex, even with himself. Okay? Nobody wants to see that. No, that's the tough part. I got to find somebody that doesn't. Make me ah, macho. get out of here! Stop with that homophobic, that I'm uptight, homophobic. super spick, Mr. Macho. You're, you're, I don't know a good old totally guy. You're totally I... I don't want to touch some women that have touched certain guys. Yeah. You see what, where I'm going? No, so I the, don't. So the guy has to be at least uh, no not offensive. His, in other words. Like Tom Welling is non-offensive.
3: Yeah, you can say that again.
4: You got people like, uh, you know, attractive women, but some of them have had sex with Tommy Lee. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Well, how about Pamela Lee? I know you exactly. can't stand her, but stand don't you her. think she belongs
3: on the list? What's no. that uh, black-headed kid that I can never think of his name? Billy, uh, what's his name? Black-headed kid, the one from Baywatch that's on the soap opera on Guide on uh, General Hospital. I can never think of his name. Now, what do we call her? Do we call her Pamela Anderson?
4: I guess she's back to that.
3: Yeah, Pamela Anderson and Billy, uh, somebody will have to. I, I'm sorry that I keep doing this to the audience all the time because I just, I've got a mental block on his name. I know what he looks like, but I can't think of what his name is. It begins with a W, I think. Billy something.
4: Don't know. Okay.
3: So get those faxes in here, I think, is now maybe this will go over like a lead balloon. Maybe we won't get any response. Maybe we've got nobody listening out there. It's certainly possible after that horrible poll you took yesterday about incest with your twin sister or whatever it was. Five, now what am I giving the number out for? What, you can call him into Miguel. He'll take some of these. Won't he? Especially after putting Elvis on that list before. That, that was a low blow, man. That was brutal. That was bad. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty on the AT&T line. Which couple would you pay a hundred dollars to see in a sex flick? We got Britney Spears and Tom Welling, Pamela Anderson and Billy, what's his name, from Baywatch. And Miguel will, uh, he'll jot them down. And you can also fax 305 650 0198. And rather than waste our time with you sending me the faxes, you can just read them to me. How's that? Alrighty. Here's that story that our buddy Rich in Delray wanted me to read, insisted that I read, and I had it. It was in my pile. Just calm down, Rich. It took a jury just 25 minutes to decide that talk show host Dickie Farrell did not defame retired teacher Larry Ferrara in on-air comments. Dickie Farrell, by the way, one of the most objectionable human beings I've ever encountered in my life, worked at WYOD very briefly at nights and I had to work with him.
4: Oh, you did? Oh, yeah.
3: God. And his whole, you know, just like a lot of these people who come into this market, what's their first thing going to be? They're going to be the anti neil They're going to rip me an ass and that's going to make them really famous and then everybody's going to tune in. And, of course, it always has the opposite effect. So to sum up Dickie Farkle, he's an asshole. Farrell, a conservative commentator at WPBR 1340, a station that's got about 17 watts, put his head in his arms and silently wept after the verdict yesterday. He wept. Why did he weep? Farrell, who was representing himself after he dismissed his lawyer mid-trial, did not realize at first what had happened when the verdict was read. You have won, Mr. Farrell, Circuit Judge Thomas Barkdull explained. A crowd of about a dozen supporters cheered and cried. In other words, his whole audience was there. One woman got a... N-
1: <laughs>
3: oh, God, only in South Florida. One woman got a nosebleed from the excitement. God. I don't think I've ever felt this good in my life, Farrell said later. His nemesis, Ferreira, was quiet for several minutes as the verdict sank in. Then Ferreira said, this is now open season to say anything you want, anytime you want, and get away with
1: it. Absolutely
3: correct, sir. Ferreira, a former social studies teacher from Tequesta, sued Farrell for defamation over negative comments the host supposedly made about Ferreira on the air in 1999. Ferreira, 75, testified that he sued because he wanted to clear his name. Barkdell made his illegal attempt just a little more difficult Thursday when he ruled that Ferreira, a former school board candidate, was a limited public figure. That meant Ferrara's attorney, Barry Silver, had to convince the jury not only that the remarks were made and that they were false, but also that they were made with malice. The jury didn't buy it, reached a verdict at 3.55 yesterday afternoon. Earlier, Silver had told the jury that the case should be called slander lies and audio tape. Ferrell, 45, said it was a holy war, a jihad. The case pitted two strong-willed men, neither of whom would back down against each other. Thrown into the mix was Farrell, calling himself as his own witness and hopping in and out of the witness box. An audio tape. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the videotape? Can you at? see that? Can you see him stepping out of the box to ask the question and then hopping back in to answer it? I wonder if his comb over fell off. Oh, are you going to start about Guy's here again? You already no, pissed Mo off. Thrown into the mix was uh, Ferrell Coyote, yada yada. In closing arguments, Silver said the case was really about hate speech and that Ferrell should be held accountable for things he said on the air. Words really can hurt, Silver said. Ferrell said he didn't remember making remarks about Ferreira, but told the jury his morning radio show was opinion-based. If Ferreira didn't like what he heard, he should have just turned the dial. The trial may lead to a career change for Farrell. Maybe I'll go to law school after this experience of playing lawyer for the past few days. He mused to the jury. And by the way, he's still an asshole. 10:27 27 at 560-QAM. Hey, speaking of that, speaking of schwitzing your brains out, how about cooling off with some great champion lights? Sounds good to oh. me. That's right. Because, man, the other sports drinks out there don't even come close. They don't hold a candle to champion light because they're full of crap. Champion lights got nothing in there but good stuff, like all the electrolytes you need after a workout. All the other sports drinks, whether it's Gatorade, all the others, forget about them. They're passe because they're loaded with sugar and therefore with calories and carbohydrates and all kinds of crap. Some of them even have stuff that will make you sit on and be a squatter all day. Not Champion Light. It's got no carbs, no caffeine, no calories, no sugar, no nothing but great taste. In fact, now it's available in six different delicious flavors. And believe me, if you tried it like a few months ago, you're going to like it even better now because the flavors are all like juiced up, like the Mad Dog. They're juiced up right now. You got Orange, Lemon, Lime, Grape, Fruit Punch, and the new flavors Lemonade and Blue Raspberry. Man, they are delicious. Don't you think? I sure hope so. Or if you want to find the store nearest you that carries it, if you actually want to spend some money and buy it, which is a damn smart idea, check out Champion Light. Regals
0: talking hardball Weekends prior to Marlins Baseball On Sports Radio 560 QAM Suck it in and hold it No,
5: the Affleck casting call
0: Alright, Tom Brokaw
5: Tom Brokaw Affleck Uh,
0: again, Tom? Affleck Uh, one more time, Tom I'm losing a second part, one more
5: Affleck
0: Next! Mike Tyson Mike Tyson Yes, Mike Tyson Mike Tyson Stop saying what I'm saying I'll tell you what I'm saying Affleck Again Affleck Again Affleck, Again. Affleck. Next Jesse Jackson Affleck Uh, the d- Affleck uh, uh, Jesse, I'm sorry, but the duck is white Next Woody Allen! She's is nuts. I mean, it's a duck that talks. Stick to the script, Mr. Allen. It's crazy. It's insanity. Read the line, please. I mean, why would a duck speak? Next! Nuts. The great Sean Connery, sir. Welcome, sir.
5: Welcome. Sean Connery. Welcome,
0: sir. Just read the line, please. Ah, fuck. Uh, Excuse me, sir, again? Ah, fuck. Sir, I'm sorry. That second part of the line, I don't...
5: I'm simply saying, ah, fuck.
0: Next! Oh, God. I guess we got Gilbert Gottfried over here. All right, give it to me, Gilbert. I flack. One more time, Gilbert. I flack. Well, Gilbert, I
1: pretty much hate you and I think you're terrible, but you're the closest thing we got. You got the job.